Worthless, a show where typically every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Battletoads for Xbox One, and uh, Battletoads is the story of the Battletoads totally redeeming themselves after 26 years in a slew of terrible games. So this game, I feel like of all of your nonsense intros that you like to do for the show, I feel like this one lends itself perfectly to one of your nonsense intros, and you just didn't even. What are you talking about? You didn't about? even take it and run. I always just tell the truth about the game we just played. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure what you're insinuating. I always just say something very on point and relevant to the game we're reviewing. Yeah, if somebody were to ask me to just, to describe you in a couple words, on point would probably be the the way that I would describe yeah. my friend Jordan. Succinct. <laughs> um very respectful of uh <laughs> accuracy. Uh Jordan, we did it. We played Battletoads. We got another Battletoads game. We played it. We beat it. And dare I say, we had a good time. This, uh, now, we have played four Battletoads games in the history At least. Of, of this show. How, are there more? I don't know. You got Battletoads for the Nintendo. You got Battletoads, the arcade game. You got Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team. Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, and this is the fifth Battletoads game. We did we, them all. We've yeah. We caught we caught them all. We did. We did. <laughs> we've com- we've completed there, our Infinity Stones of the Battletoads. Isn't there like franchise. a version of the original Battletoads for like Game Boy and Sega Genesis or something? Let's just pretend like it doesn't. We don't need them. Thing. We've done. We've we done don't need enough. them. We have this game. Right. Yeah. I feel good about never playing another Battletoads game, <laughs> except for this one and any future sequels. Uh, season two, according to the achievements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. There is a little teaser for some future Battletoads escapades, if this one sells well enough. Yeah, we notoriously hate on Battletoads pretty much as often as we possibly can. I don't, I don't know if hate's the right word. I just think that... Hate on. This is the thing. <laughs> Battletoads is one of those games that we all have really good memories of. Like, for some reason, I have great memories of playing this game with my brothers. And then... We went and played it, and I realized that those were all a lie. Yeah. Like, we're living in some huge conspiracy theory. Like, talk about the Mandela effect. This is a perfect (laughs) one. Everybody, we all grew up in some universe where Battletoads was a good game, and we got transported into this universe where it's actually just a terrible, soul-sucking, awful experience. Wow. That's just, you just laying it all out there. Yeah. You're not even going to, like try to be nice about Battletoads. Well, it's it's the <laughs> unfortunate reality of living in parallel universes. Yeah, Sometimes the things right, that you love right. as a child get completely destroyed, like the Berenstain Bears. The Berenstain Bears? Nelson Mandela. <laughs> the existence of New Zealand. Uh, well, all right. Um, so we, we've been excited for Battletoads. Yeah. For this game to come out. Um, because when we played Battletoads, Double Dragon, the ultimate team, I was like, maybe we can redeem Battletoads and we didn't, but I think we finally did it, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really do anything that, you know, the game devs did everything, but we played it and had fun. Does a game exist if nobody exists to play it? Oh, 
That's uh, that's one of those deep philosophical questions. <laughs> I just don't know what we have time for in a bonus episode. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so I think that's that's plenty. Are you ready to get into what Battletoads did well? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to jump right in. All right, Jordan, what do you got? Um, this, you know, this will not be a surprise, I don't think, that, uh, you know me, I love cutscenes, and holy cow, does this game really lean into the story yeah. and the cutscenes, mm-hmm. more so, I think, than any game that we've ever played on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is the newest game we've played on the podcast, quite literally. Well, yeah, it's like two months newer than... Uh, Streets of Rage 4, which we reviewed. <laughs> and if you have heard that bonus episode, one of my biggest complaints was there is no story, there is no voice acting, there are almost no cutscenes, and this game uh, just went... There was, like, an entire section of the game where, like, we had a checkpoint, and then we watched an entire, like, cutscene, and then we had mm-hmm. another checkpoint. We're like, did we do anything? No, we just watched a cutscene. Yeah. But uh, I, you know... For the most part, they were good. They were funny. Uh, they added a lot of character to these kind of characterless uh, Battletoads that, yeah. other than the the terrible pilot cartoon, <laughs> don't really have a whole lot going for them in the character development aspect. Yeah, the the story I have written down, uh, the story is absurd in just the best way. Yeah, absolutely. It, and it goes along with the absurd uh, graphic style, too. You, yeah. can, you have this crazy story. And you kind of said uh, it reminded you a little bit of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. The early part of it, I was really feeling like a Rocco's Modern Life or mm-hmm. Courage the Cowardly Dog feel. So they like took that like off-the-wall, zany cartoon style and paired it with an off-the-wall, zany cartoon story. Yeah, it's almost like they took the original... So we didn't get a ton of story, you know, from previous Battletoads, but it's yeah. almost like they they took the silliness of the idea of Battletoads where I I don't know how self-serious it was, like it's a game about Battletoads, but like they took it and they they dialed up the ridiculousness of it to 11. They oh, were yeah. like it's like if you write down on paper what Battletoads is about, like Giant frog, giant toads. <laughs> yeah, don't you dare call them frogs. Right, giant toads running around beating up weird aliens and not even aliens like bikes, big rats. Yeah, some crows. If you write out, if you write down what Battle Toads is, it's like this sounds really dumb. And they're like, this sounds really dumb. Let's go write a story that's really that's dumb, really dumb yeah. to go with it. Where you know, I'm the one with sunglasses, and I'm also the best kisser. And it's like. This okay, and then as you go on, and you realize, like, oh no, this actually is kind of funny. Like, are you guys brothers? I don't know. We never talk about it. Like, just the silliness is is completely there in the best possible way. Yeah, some of the you know some of the cutscenes and the jokes don't always land well, but there are some parts where I was like crying tears of laughter. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't want to spoil yeah. any of it for you because yeah. you guys should definitely play this and see it for yourself. But there was definitely some really funny parts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next thing that I have that I enjoyed about the game is I, I like the music. It's a good like metal soundtrack, but I never felt like it got annoying, and I felt like it really suited the gameplay well. I don't know if you agree. You didn't really like say anything about it, but as I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, okay. It was like good. This. Yeah, it was good, and they, they brought in some of the themes from the earlier games. I say themes. There wasn't a ton of music in the original one other than the pause screen. Mm-ts, 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 mm-ts. 
and they mm-hmm. brought that in right in the, yeah. the intro cutscene. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, that's one of the other things that they did. Interestingly, is they touched on a lot of like the earlier entries. They they kind of made like little jokes here and there, like, "Well, we've been trapped for what twenty six years or something," yeah. or like they make little jabs at the the early Battletoads games, and they co- they completely acknowledge them. Um, and Except for the bird, where was the bird? Uh. What's there? There's like the guy who's on the T-Bird. T-Bird, whatever. I can't believe you forgot T-Bird's name, Jordan. I can't believe that they forgot T-Bird. Well, the ship that you were in, the spaceship, yeah, that was still like the same like T-Bird looking ship. Uh, don't know where he was though. I know they never mentioned him, which is weird because you do get callbacks to pretty much everything from the original game. Yeah, like there's there's all these callbacks, but no T-Bird. I'm interested to see if maybe if there's a sequel, if he will play a larger role. <laughs> if he's actually the villain. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you have? Um, I liked that they totally redeemed the turbo bikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say that in every Battletoads game, the turbo bike levels are always the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of crying tears of rage, I was crying tears of laughter. Yeah. Especially in the first turbo bike level. There was just like this constant cutting in of this like um, voiceover, like part of the story. And that was to me one of the funniest things. So they mm-hmm. took like what they knew was going to be a frustrating, like bad memory for people. And they added this humor into it. And they added a bunch of checkpoints, which was great. Yeah. It's amazing what 26 years of game design can do to something like the turbo bikes in Battletoads. Yeah. Those whizzing walls were much less menacing this time around. Yeah. Um, I do have the checkpoints written down as one of the things that I like about this game. Yeah. Um, Battletoads, I mean, it's it's a hard franchise historically. Yeah. And this game really, uh, well, there's three difficulties. There's what, Tadpole, Toad, and then Battletoad. Yep. Uh, we played it on Toad. I don't really know all of the differences uh, in Battletoad. But I think there's like fewer checkpoints and the enemies have more health, do more damage and stuff. And there's an invincibility ability that we didn't use. I guess if you die a certain number of times in a row, you can activate invincibility. So it's almost just like, all right, just go. We apparently didn't suck bad enough to activate that. So that was nice. Well, it it didn't give us like any indicator. We probably could have used it a few times, but I didn't like want to. Yeah. I was like, it just, I don't know. It felt better to me to just not cheat my way or like there's many games where or the, these hacking games where it's like if you fail enough times you can just auto hack and open the door and move on oh yeah um but yeah overall the checkpoints and and everything else it, it felt like a far more balanced experience for the most part than i've ever had in any battletoads game yeah i, I would i agree with that i would say the game is still hard but it's much more fair mm-hmm. um you have more checkpoints there are no lives it's not like oh you only got yeah. 10 lives to beat the game there are no lives you can just keep dying and restarting at the last checkpoint and those checkpoints would have made the original game infinitely better yeah 100%. i'm just thinking about if uh you know you get rid of the lives and because it's not an arcade game who cares about lives get rid of the lives and add some checkpoints in and maybe battletoads people would have actually gotten past the third level and seen the rest of that game yeah well it's kind of it, it it, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends did the same thing where they're putting you in sections of levels and if you fail the section of the level you just go back to the beginning of that section and I feel like part of the reason why those games are as loved as they are is because it takes some of the sting out of dying and yeah there is a place for the Dark Souls kind of thing where death has meaning or roguelikes where death means the end of your run but it just it it felt 
like a, the right move for this game yep. to have the checkpoints set up the way that they did because I there were very few moments in this game where I was like getting mad about anything and I feel like that was due to the difficulty we played it on and the, the generosity of the checkpoints. It was still a challenge, but I feel like I didn't get mad. I had more fun than than anger with this one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the first time we've completed a Battletoads game and I felt good about it. I didn't want to like bash my head in at any point. Even on the really hard parts, it like took you back only so far, only the last checkpoint or whatever. And so you weren't like redoing the entire game or redoing entire levels. And so it felt fair. Now, is this the first game we've beaten in the history of the podcast, Jordan? <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, technically, you know, we didn't use any cheats. We didn't even use the in, the invincibility thing. So, like, we straight up beat this game. Um, I'm sure, you know, out of the 53, whatever. I, we've played a lot of games now. Yeah, we had to have beaten yeah. some of them where Streets we didn't Streets of Rage 4 we beat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, it's not the first, but it's definitely in the minority. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, I have that this game is great in co-op. Yeah. Like, I feel like, okay, we can't really speak to the single-player experience with this, and it, and it seems like it would change quite a bit. There's certain sections, like there's shoot-em-up sections where one player is controlling the ship and the other player is controlling the guns. So I don't know what that would be like in three-player mode because this game does have three-player local co-op. There's no online co-op, but... Um, and the, the tag system, the way that it works is if you lose all your health, you can tag into another toad and all that stuff. So we only have the two player perspective really. Yep. Um, but I feel like this game is like perfect for co-op. Yep. Like I, f- I don't know if I would have enjoyed it nearly as much or even found it as funny by myself. No, play this with a friend, play this with a, a family member somebody It'll be a lot more fun. I don't think single player would be nearly as fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see like, it just does there's something about it where I just don't know how they would have changed certain things about the game. Yeah. Like there's certain like puzzles that you have to solve and, and stuff like that where I'm like, ah, I'm really glad that I have my friend here to do this with me. And the good thing is we beat this game in just over four hours. I think it was like four hours and four minutes or something. So if you want to get this game, have a friend over, you know, you could knock this thing out in a night, have a good time. Mm -hmm. And you're not like trying to string like a 12 hour gameplay over multiple weeks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The next thing, well, actually transitioning on that is I have that four hours was a good length for this game. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm satisfied and I feel like I got a good like few play sessions out of it. And now I'm like, yeah, I, I could see myself coming back to this at some point in the future, but I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. But I also didn't feel like this was like, you know, a typical like 45 minute hour long beat em up or something like that. I feel like there's a lot here and that that really served the game well. Yeah. Unlike Streets Rage 4, you don't have those like unlockable characters to go back and try to get. Mm. But you do have lots of um, collectibles to pick up yeah. and little challenges. Like each level will have a time challenge or a mm-hmm. score challenge. And so you can try to achieve those and go back and replay some of these levels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the next thing I have that I like is that all of the characters play differently. Yeah. Um, all three Battletoads feel very different. You've got one that's like very slow but very strong you've got one that's fast and weak and then you've got one that's like kind of in between and they all have their own unique animations they all have their own unique like one of them turns into a shark the other one turns into like a jackhammer and the other one turns into like a 
what a, a sarcophagus or something. Yep. Like all these different things, the characters all have their own personalities. They all have their own kind of play styles. And I really like that. Yeah. It was cool. They're not just reskins. They actually have, you know, character. They actually, they actually mm. have personalities and, uh, they did a really good job with the voice acting and the animation and giving them different attacks and all that kind of stuff. It, it was good. Yeah. The only downside is like, I kind of feel like in a beat-em-up game like this, four players, you know, you why not have four players? But I understand there's only three Battletoads, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's always only been three Battletoads. T-Bird, fourth Battletoad. Dark Queen, well, fourth Battletoad. Yeah, maybe. She is a big part of this game. She is. She's back, and uh, there'll be some surprises with the Dark Queen that maybe <laughs> you don't expect. <laughs> it's so weird the way that they, like, basically made this... <sighs> I don't know, this weird franchise into like a Cartoon Network show. Yeah. It's just very strange. uh, It's like Dexter's Lab or something. What's the, it's like an adult swim show. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it's, it's good, you guys. You need to check this out. (laughs) I don't want to give away like spoilers because like the story is interesting and not what you'd expect at all. And yeah, there's some good stuff there. But one of the things I do want to point out, um, and this kind of goes off of, talking about like the dark queen and all this kind of stuff maybe not what you're not expecting and the game having story you guys if you've listened to this podcast you've probably heard me talk about my theory about how the ninja turtles are actually bad guys (laughs) batman is actually a bad guy and i feel totally justified in this and i'm putting this in what this game does well column is it's finally admitting that the protagonists the battletoads are actually terrible terrible people (laughs) So, yeah, the the story, without too many spoilers, uh, the Battletoads want to be famous. Yes. And so a lot of their motivations are doing things to make them famous. Or even just to have fun. Um, there, there are multiple points throughout the story where they just murder countless innocent people um, <laughs> without any justification. They actually kill a galactic diplomat who is <laughs> trying to help them. Just uh, Well, they don't kill him. They knock him out. They kill I don't His think eyes get the dead. X's. That's not. He, he's they weekend at Bernie's. This guy. He's he's dead. It's uh yeah. They're like unashamedly oh, bad guys. And even at the end, like there's like maybe like a tiny bit of redemption, but they're they're at best they're at best ambiguous. But I'm just gonna say they're bad guys, and it leans into that, and I'm thankful they're not just trying to be like, oh, let's make another set of amphibious good guys. Oh, even that is hilarious because they they make jokes throughout the game about like how did he get here, and they're like, I don't know. There's probably some loose justification for it, but we like, didn't have the budget. <laughs> yeah, there's just some like there's all this stuff where they just fully acknowledge like a lot of this stuff, and uh, it makes for a much better game, I think. Yes, that's the thing. If it, like, don't try to like justify the ridiculousness. Just totally lean into it. Yeah, don't, there's no self seriousness with this game at all. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the last few points I have uh, fall under the gameplay category. Right. Um, so these are all kind of related to that. Uh, the combo system feels really good in this game to me. You've got like a, a normal like quick attack, then you've got a launch attack, and then you've got like a charge attack where you can like you know, knock guys out that are blocking. And then you've got, when you pull the left trigger, you can uh, spit on guys to like freeze them for a second, or you can like pull guys to you with your tongue, or you can also pick up flies, but that's just how you regain health. But like, there's a lot of depth in the same way that Streets of Rage 4 felt really good with the combo system. This game also feels really good with the combo system. There is a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And I actually, at one point, 
had it written down as what this game does poorly is there really? was just too much going on with like they just kept adding system after system you'd be in another level and be like oh and you can also do this oh and you can also do this oh and you can also do this and i was like uh a beat em up guys punch kick jump like what what <laughs> what is all this i eventually took it off of the what the game does poorly list because you do once you learn it all yeah. it's it's pretty natural and it's cool to have all those options yeah but it's a lot thrown at you. Like in most of those systems, all of them really have to do with the beat em up portion of this game, mm-hmm. which if you are a fan of the Battletoads franchise, you know uh, it looks like a beat em up. You think it's going to be a beat em up. Yeah. And then I would say at least half of this game is not beat em up. Yeah. And that is another point that I have under gameplay is there is a huge variety of gameplay here. I brought up Rayman Legends and Origins earlier. And those games, you get the the kind of shoot 'em up levels, you get the platforming levels, you get the music levels where you're kind of like on rails. And this game is kind of similar in the fact like you get beat 'em up, you get shoot 'em up, you get platforming, you get the on rails like uh, stuff, you get the, the turbo bike like from behind there's so much variety tons of mini games here yeah i also have the mini games on here as what the game does well i liked the mini games just because it added so much variety to the game yeah where the beat-em-up stuff like oftentimes we touch on beat-em-ups overstaying their welcome yeah like this game has so much variety to the gameplay that i don't feel like any one particular style of gameplay overstays its welcome too much there are there are styles of gameplay in this game that are less fun yeah but i feel like the huge variety actually really strengthens this game all right i'll go with you on that because i did enjoy it all you're right it did make the game feel like it kept moving and you never got bored of something because there was always something different right around the corner i want to go back just for a second to all of the systems and the vast majority of them are having to do with the beat-em-up thing, which, mm. like I said, is probably maybe about 50% of the game, maybe less than that. Yeah. And it just seems like they went crazy in-depth on the beat-em-up section, and then everything else was a little bit more surface level. Mm-hmm. And so I think they could have like scaled it back a little bit because they're setting you up. By the time you finally get full command of all of the beat-em-up systems, you're done with beating them up until <laughs> the very end of the game. And so it... I don't know. I like it. On one hand, if the entire game was a beat em up, those systems are awesome and it's cool to have that much depth and complexity. But for me, since it's not like the main focus of the game, I'm a little bit wishy-washy on it. Yeah. I feel like the absurd story, though, was really possible by the variety of gameplay styles in this. There's just like some things like there's an entire system for um, using your tongue to like go back into a 3D depth, like a further back part of the level. And like so you can like separate and that didn't need to be there. It's just an extra thing Mm -hmm. that adds like what is that button combo that I have to press to like shoot my tongue out like a quick shot and move to the back of the screen. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't need that. It was just an extra thing that made it more complicated and um, wasn't totally necessary. Yeah, I'm not saying all of it was necessary, but I am saying like I'm glad that there were all of these experiences to keep the game a little bit less samesy all the way through. Yeah, I think this is a good point to transition on if you're ready. Well, I just wanted to touch on one more thing that I had on the the sort of gameplay slash system side of things, and, and that's the tag system. Yeah. Specifically when you lose all of your health, you can, at least in two player, and I think in single player, and even in the middle of combos, uh, you can change Battletoads to whichever one isn't active by pressing a direction on the D-pad. Yep. Um, and so if you get knocked out 
like you can just switch to the open toad and then hold the right bumper and then you'll revive him. And if a toad does get knocked out and doesn't get revived, he's got a cool down timer before he's just back alive again. And I think that the way that the live system was handled in this game, I like that and I haven't quite seen anything like it. I, I think it was one of the things that the game did well. Yep, I liked it too. It goes right back to what we were talking about earlier where this game is hard but fair. It gives you a lot of chances with the checkpoints, with the respawns, the cooldown timers. All of that combines to allow you to extend a game that would normally just end in a, you know, a death and a restart. Yeah, yeah. All right, that is all that I have for what the game does well. Jordan, are you ready to transition? I'm ready. All right. All right, the first thing for me that I have to say about what I don't know if this game does so well, I think that the first half is awesome. You have uh, lots of beat em up, you've got a few little breaks for crazy mini games. Um, some like uh, little like hacking mini games and just like funny. Uh, there's like a where you're at your desk and you're doing work and it was it was good. Yeah. And then about halfway through you hit the first shoot 'em up level and I loved it. I'm a I'm a big fan of beat 'em ups and shoot 'em ups. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I love Captain America and the Avengers so much because it combines those two. And uh, <laughs> for better. So I'm having worse. a good time. And then you hit Act Three and Act Three no more beat 'em up. You have 100. percent shoot 'em up levels and platforming levels and mini games and yeah. it just kind of went on forever and there was three shoot 'em up parts and each one of them got longer and longer yeah and even as a fan of that it's like it was cool that it was in the game but i feel like all of those like extra things kind of just slowed down the pace and when we mm. hit like the second half of act three i felt like we just like started dragging a little bit yeah there are four acts in the game yeah um and the third act is definitely the one that's, well. <sighs> I'm not saying that any yes. of those things are bad. I like the shoot 'em up. I like the mini games. I didn't love the platforming. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it was it's, fine. it's okay. Um, but it just, like, seemed to slow down because we get away from what we've been doing for the first two acts. And now here's this third act with just all of this different stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I just wish it would have been maybe a little bit shorter. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. But some of it was our own bad play. <laughs> some of it fair. was our own fault. Every level is a completely new game. So, I mean, it's not like yeah. you were expected. I mean, when you play this through for a second time, maybe you're like, okay, I, I understand this more. But for the first time, it's like, okay, I've been beating people up forever. And now I'm in like a full on bullet hell shoot 'em up. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be bad at that because you were expecting to be punching and kicking guys. And now you're. You know, I felt like I was playing Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were sections where it was like the the score screen was like, you guys took 19 minutes. Uh, the time for the special collectible was like seven minutes. Yeah. So it's definitely our own fault. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the par times were significantly lower in a lot of cases than what we actually got. So... But I don't feel like we're an outlier. I feel like everyone <laughs> have a similar experience of getting up to speed with a yeah. new game genre every yeah, level for sure uh sort of related to what you're saying about the the third act i say i have that the, there are a few parts that are a bit on the annoying side some of the puzzle platforming got annoying oh yeah um the final boss was a little bit annoying it was okay. It, was, it wasn't too bad, it, but it was, it was a good challenge it took us a little while but um yeah it was and there was like um 
a section where you're like on rails and you have to grind the correct color. Yeah. So it's changing from like ice to sponge to something else, which is like blue, yellow, and B to coordinate with the the buttons on the Xbox controller. It essentially becomes a rhythm game. Yeah, kind of. And so, uh, that took us a while. Yep. And it kind of got like, all right, we had to like hold the controller weird. And like I was like jumping, I was pushing the A button with my left hand and then grinding with my right thumb, whichever if, one was supposed to be. And it just got a little bit tedious after a while. It kind of felt like when you see like old pictures or old commercials, like when the NES first came out and you see kids who grew up playing uh, arcade games not using their thumbs for the buttons but they're using like <laughs> all of their fingers for the d-pad and the buttons and you yeah. almost had to play the rhythm game section like that in order to be able to pull off like the combos i guess yeah it's very very strange not not terrible no just after a while just a little bit like ah. thankfully yeah. that was only one section yeah yeah what else do you have um, this is kind of going back to the beat 'em up aspect and I love beat 'em ups pickups and all of the other Battletoads games in the beat 'em up mm, sections, you mm. have pickups where you can like pick up the robot legs or pick yeah. up, um, the, the metal pole with the cement on it in the arcade game or pick up barrels and throw them at bad guys. There are no pickups or interactable things in the, in the levels in this. I didn't even notice that, but now that you mention it, I wonder if it's due to the hyperviolence of the Battletoads originally. I know you mentioned you had played the arcade version yeah. recently and it's like completely bloody. Oh, very bloody. And then in this game, they make uh, a joke about, uh, the rating appropriate body scene or something like that. There's like a bunch of like, there's like 50 bodies like scattered all over and somebody makes a joke about it being rating appropriate. Yeah. So I wonder if it was due to them like scaling back some of the hyper violence for a rating. Cause I don't, is this, I don't know if this game is rated T. Uh, I don't think it's rated M. No, I could be wrong, but no, cause there was no swearing and they blurred out all the middle fingers. And I think there was a little bit of swearing. It was like the, um, here but- and there. It was the Bible swear words. <laughs> you can say damn and hell because they're in the KJV. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I, um, I didn't really notice until you said that about the lack of pickups. Yeah, I was a little bit bummed about that, but not a deal breaker because they did add so much other stuff to the beat em up section. Yeah. Uh, the last point that I have that the game did not do well is that some of the level design is a little bit weird, specifically the beat-em-up stuff. You're walking from wave to wave. Like, yeah. It just it feels very um, boring, for lack of a better word. Really? Because it's just like, he, okay, it, you walk over to, you get a little cutscene, and then you go to the right, and then you fight a group of guys, and it gives you actually a rating based on, I think, your combo multiplier. Yep. And then... After that happens, like you're walking to the right very slowly, and then you're just kind of waiting to get to the next either like mini boss fight or like group of enemies to do it all over again. And the beat 'em up stuff just, um, it's fun, but it didn't feel traditional. It just felt like walking from wave to wave. And I was like, that's kind of weird. It is. It's more of an old school beat 'em up style, it's not like the new school. Um, castle crashers style beat em up where like the entire level you're playing through and there's mm. guys along the way. So that's a good point. I didn't really think about that, but it does kind of have that old school, like you're on this screen, you're going to fight these bad guys and then move to the next screen. Yeah. It feels more like uh, an arcade game yeah. where you're like trying to get a high score fighting a wave of enemies than it does like you're walking through an adventure sort of a thing. 
I didn't even write this down, but it is something that uh, I'm a little bit bummed about is there aren't individual scores like you as a team. <laughs> Leave it to you. Brad, you, I just thought about this because you said it. As a team, we had a score, but we didn't have individual scores. Well, we, are, we didn't even have individual achievements. Like you just got all the achievements. Well, you were signed in as a guest. You probably would have got achievements if you would have actually had a proper program. I know, but like in. I could do something and you would still get the achievement for it. Yeah, that was weird. I so don't I don't know what that was about. I don't care about achievements. That's not something that I care about. But like the score thing was a little bit strange. Yeah, I know how you can't stand when you're not able to compete with me in something. I know, especially because I feel like I would have maybe beat you in this one. Wow, but the hard thing is wow. so many of the parts you're like, like in the shoot 'em up. I'm steering it and you're shooting, so I you, guess that wouldn't I really work. I was thoroughly impressed by your steering. I've by got, the way. yeah, I've got like 150 hours into Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, so. that definitely showed because I was watching you dodge. Sometimes I was like, wow, I would not have been able to dodge that. You do have a dodge roll in this game in the shoot 'em up portions, which is good because it's like very modern shoot 'em up to have that. Yeah. But it wasn't quite as powerful of a dodge roll as Enter the Gungeon, so I did take some hits that I didn't expect. Yeah, and even the shoot 'em ups, they're like single screen kind of a thing. You're not really it's like weird. It's wave it's again, it's a wave based thing. Yeah. Where you're you don't really feel like you're like flying through space as much as you're on like a screen and enemies are coming to you. And yeah. It's more Galaga less nineteen forty five. Yeah. I was like I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, my last thing, my last thing when this game doesn't do well is it's not on the Nintendo Switch, which is a tra- tragedy and a travesty. It's both combined. <sighs> Here we go. Battletoads was iconic as a Nintendo game. It was also on Sega Genesis. That's fine. Nobody thinks about that. No one plays that one. I'm just saying this game, it's art style. Everything about it would be perfect on the Nintendo Switch. And it's an Xbox exclusive, which is kind of lame. I feel like it's an Xbox exclusive for now. Cup, so? Cuphead, similar situation. Now that's on PS4. But that wasn't made by a first-party Microsoft studio, was it? Uh, I think Microsoft actually helped publish that game. Yeah, but um, like Rare. It was definitely... Oh, they just published it, didn't they? Um, yeah, and so that game just showed up on PS4, even though, you know... And it, Switch. It's, well, I'm saying... Well, Microsoft and Nintendo have been playing nice together for a that's while. That's true. Ori... And the Blind Forest and all those games are all have also made their way to Switch. Um, and also, I've heard recently Microsoft say they're not really like focused on console sales; they're more focused on like software kind of a thing. Um, so they're, I think, they just want to sell more games than they do Xboxes. Yeah, I um, guess. I mean, it which would make is sense. good on them, but uh, maybe eventually. Yeah. Point point being, I I can see a world. Maybe in a year where this comes to Switch after it like lives out it, its initial pop on Xbox where they're trying to, you know, it's on, it's on Game Pass, yeah, which is how we played it. Day one on Game Pass, of course, and that's always, uh, I don't know. It's a big deal. Yeah. They got to have good games for Game Pass or people, why would they buy it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's also available on Steam as well. Why? Yeah, why would you do that? Don't do that. Well, some people don't have an Xbox One. Oh, good point. It's not like the Switch, Jordan. That's true. There aren't 7.5 billion of them in circulation. That's going to be funny. Somebody's going to be listening to this. Everybody's got a PC. No. (laughs) No, they don't. 
it's more people have pcs than switches jordan 2020 we have phones now who needs a computer (laughs) this is the thing someone's gonna be listening to this in like 2022 and they're gonna be like of course it came to switch and it was a bestseller they sold 7.5 billion copies of it wow and uh sold more than minecraft yeah and tetris minecraft is fun but you can't beat somebody over the head with a giant dead fish uh i wouldn't know you never play minecraft no, I've always, um, I feel like if you give me a box of Legos, yeah, just random Legos, I won't be able to do anything with it because I don't know what to do with it. Oh. It's too much. Like, I could do whatever I want. Like, whatever. I don't, I can't do anything because I can do yeah. everything. Um, um, my wife and I put a few hours into Minecraft. We built a little village. I started building Stark Tower, mm. the Avengers Tower, and... Um, that was much too big of an undertaking. And then I never played Minecraft again. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope this eventually comes to Switch. Um, yeah. I'm kind of now wondering, like, it's free on Game Pass. Like, what would I actually pay for it? I mean, that's I'm getting ahead of myself. But, like, yeah. I, this was a fun game. I had a good time with it. And I yeah. wouldn't mind having it on Switch. I don't really play my Xbox very often. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for Halo to come out. And then maybe I'll pick it up again. Yeah. All right, Jordan, so what would you pay for the experience that you had with Battletoads? All right, so this is hard because I had a good time. I really Mm -hmm. like the beat-em-up and shoot-em-up sections. It's wacky. It's funny. It would be a good four hours to take any of my friends through this. Yeah. Um, But, like, the second half of the game just does feel kind of weak to me. It's only four hours. I don't really see myself going back and, like, trying to, like, I don't care about collectibles or, like, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing, the achievements. So I feel like... I'm gonna feel dumb because I don't remember what I said for Streets of Rage mode. <laughs> I like this game better than Streets of Rage Four, which I which I accidentally bought um, <laughs> for full price, and I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that these days. But I feel like whatever I said for Streets of Rage Four, I'd pay more for this. I could see myself paying like twelve to fifteen dollars. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we landed on Streets of Rage 4 was like it was 25 at launch. Yeah. And it was kind of like, wait for a sale. You know, it's probably more of like a $15 game. Um, like I'd go 10 bucks on Streets of Rage 4, 12 to 15 on Battletoads. Although this game is much better in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about Streets of Rage 4 lately and I'm like, man, I kind of want to go back to that game again. It's not a bad game. No, it's a great game. This just shows what Streets of Rage 4 could have been. You know what's interesting about that? comparison is just how different you can take two games that well i guess battletoads never really had like similarities to streets of rage or but in everybody's mind or most people's minds battletoads is like a beat-em-up yeah for some strange reason yeah it's really really interesting the way that you these two games show just how differently you can tackle something that's kind of similar in a lot of ways um but anyways, with that said, uh, this game is going for $20 if you wanted to buy it instead of like playing it on Game Pass or like, you know, on Steam if you want to play it or whatever. Uh, I feel like I wouldn't hate going back to get the collectibles. Uh, I wouldn't hate trying to see what Battletoad mode is like. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to... I feel like... That's the harder difficulty. Yeah, I feel like... Um, depending on how generous they are with the checkpoints in Battletoad mode, I feel like it is something that I could see myself like trying to get through at some point. 
Um, so I would, I wouldn't be mad about like $20. I would pay 15 to 20 for the experience personally. Yeah. Obviously the best deals, if you have an Xbox, if you have game pass or you, it's, it's probably on game pass for PC as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, can you play like two players on that though? Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? If you can get it for free with something you're already paying for, go and play it. This is a fun game. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah, worth yeah. playing. If you're somebody who um, doesn't have that and you are just going to like wait a little bit, wait for a deal, get this. And best of all, if it ever comes to Switch and it's in that sweet spot of 12 <laughs> to 15 bucks, pick it up. It's a fun game. Uh, so uh, I would say $20 to me is worth it. Yeah. To me, it's going to be a little bit too rich. I don't think I would go 20 <laughs> A little too rich. This is I thing. can't see two burritos uh, in this one. No, that's the hard thing is because like four hours, Jordan. If it was on the Switch, like I'm gonna be a little bit more tempted. But I just like I don't play my Xbox enough to justify it. Like yeah, I but, gotta pull out the be, controllers and be a little check more the platform agnostic, Jordan. Just think about the game itself. Yeah, that's fine. Irrespective of platform, what do you think about twenty dollars for this one? I think if this is a game that you're even remotely interested in and you have access and you're gonna play it. It's worth 20 bucks. Yeah. It's a good time. And you're talking about five bucks per hour. You know, if you're only going to play through the story one time, like that's not a bad deal. Yeah. And like I said, like the collectibles, I, I feel a little bit compelled to like just try to go do them because they don't feel uh, too much to yeah. like, they don't feel irritating to find or like they were super obscurely hidden or anything like that. So. I could see myself trying to like play it on the hardest difficulty and get the collectibles and, you know, possibly polish off the achievement list at some point. I don't know. Yeah. I like stingy me says not worth it, but like gamer me who just had a good time and thinks that this totally redeemed the series says it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point too. Like, I feel like this completely redeemed Battletoads. We were apprehensive when they announced it. We were like, is this going to be what they think Battletoads people want or is this going to be what Battletoads actually is where are they going to go and it seems like they really modernized it in the best possible way I saw like people complaining about the art style I think people saw the cartoon art style and just like wrote it off completely Mm. and made like maybe they thought it was going to be like uh, the TMNT like cartoony kind of thing Uh, like the new school turtles where they kind of like dumbed them down but I don't think that's what they did here like I would have been really bummed out if this was just like a a gritty 4K uh, <laughs> modern version of the arcade game. I wouldn't have been excited about that. I'm much more excited about the way that they took this game. Yeah, and let's be clear. This is not an easy game. No. It's just they modernized it with checkpoints and difficulty settings in a way where like all of a sudden like Battletoads is, for lack of a better word, tolerable now. Yeah, we did not cakewalk through this game. If you don't have a lot of shoot 'em up experience, you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, and even like the final boss, we died like several times. And that's another point, like with the invincibility. I don't know if we brought it up, but like if you if you can't beat this game, they throw you a bone with the invincibility, which you can't do on the hardest difficulty. But it's almost like we're gonna make a really hard game, but we're gonna make sure like it's not it's never too bad unless you're playing in the hardest difficulty. Yeah. So I think that they really did a fantastic job and I'm really glad that going forward when we talk about Battletoads on this podcast Jordan, we can put a little asterisk next to Battletoads 2020. Right? A lot of times we are like, "Oh man, this how cool would it be to see like a modern version of this game." And now we have it and it took one of 
my least favorite games of all time and made it fun. Yeah. What will they think of next? We got Streets of Rage. We got Battletoads. What's next, Jordan? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Like one of those like kind of forgotten franchises yeah. that like were huge, like Contra. Contra, you know, they keep putting out like all these like new sequels, but it like really hasn't had like the total makeover. Like not just taking some mobile game and reskinning it and calling it Contra, like whatever the heck most recent one that came out with. <laughs> but I could, I would like to see that maybe. Well, they made a uh, hardcore uprising. Yeah. Uh, a while ago. And I think that that is a slight modernization of it. That was Xbox live uh, on 360 and P- PS3. Um, and so I haven't played much of that game, but I think that that may be the the best modernization that we've gotten of Contra. The but. trick is to take a classic game and add some of the modern elements. Microtransactions? To it. No. Free no, to play? No, none of that. Battle Royale? Battle Royale. I was just about to say Tetris is an incredible game. One of the greatest games, actually, some might say. And a real game to test your metal against your friends and see who's the best gamer. Anyway, they took Tetris and made Tetris ninety nine. The metal. Tetris ninety nine is incredible. Like, who would have ever thought? Like, we're gonna take ninety nine people and put them into a Tetris game and see who lasts the longest. It's genius. It's incredible. I have so many hours put into that game because it's so simple and so fun. I don't have so many hours put into that game. I'm, it was, I'm gonna absolutely murder you when we finally play Tetris and Dr. Mario. I'll be sure to come prepared. Just like I'm gonna just utterly annihilate you in bubble bobble. Yeah. Guys, Dan and I have been playing some arcade bubble bobble and going back and forth on a high score challenge. Currently, I'm in the lead with just under a million points. <laughs> by the time this podcast of, yeah, releases, by the time this comes out, probably not anymore. But he's um, gonna be in the dirt and just quitting bubble bobble. We'll see. By the time I just show him proper bubble bobble. Let's see it. (laughs) All right, Jordan, do you have anything else? Where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at W-I-O-W podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook if that's your thing. I kind of like a few episodes ago, I said you can find us on Facebook, although it's mostly just where parents see each other. And somebody messaged me was like, hey, I'm your fan on Facebook. So we appreciate all of you who are our fans on Facebook. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disparage Facebook. Um, You can find us there too. Yeah, yeah. And if you have feedback or you just want to like, give us comments or whatever you can email us at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com yes as always you can uh, leave us a review it makes us feel so happy inside to know yeah. that um, <laughs> people like the thing that we're making or it's we we or do sometimes don't. get bad reviews <laughs> and we send those to each other and laugh too because it's yeah, good yeah. to not be too prideful you can <laughs> knock us down a peg if you feel like we really need it all right guys i think that that is going to wrap it up I think so too. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next one. See ya. Bye.